2: Hello. Hello, Mets fans, and welcome to episode four of A Pot of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig. I'm Maggie Wiggin And I'm Linda Sarovich. And um, this is a show uh, where the women of Amazing Avenue talk to you about all things Mets um, and talk about various social justice issues in baseball. Um, this week, um, the Mets are currently winning again. Yay! Um, so things are going well currently in this series, but last week was not so great. They dropped two series in a row. Um, There was a DeGrom scare. Um, There remains pitching problems, partially as a result of that, but, you know, not entirely as a result of that. Um, So we have a whole host of things to talk about. Um, The name of which, namely, is the DeGrom injury and how the Mets handled it, which was kind of strange, um, <laughs> to say the well, least. Well, it was strange, unless you're a Mets fan. Then it, it felt very normal. cozy
0: and familiar. Like, I've read this book before. I don't really want to
2: read it again, but I guess I am, so. It was a crazy emotional roller coaster, though, because at first it was like, oh no, doom, 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 and I, like, freaked the hell out. And then it was like, oh, you know what? They're just being cautious for once this is good this is a change from what i expected like this doesn't like,
0: seem like we're not actually gonna be cautious and
2: then it's like eh, just kidding he's not gonna get an mra and he's gonna throw two times and we're just like what <laughs>
1: what also as meth fans we're just preconditioned to expect the worst like nothing when does good news ever happen like when do in- we get good news regarding injuries like that's just a weird feeling that it Kind of see, like I still don't believe it until I actually see him on the mound that he's okay. But it seems like that he is, right? Well, and
0: and then also it's had it did that Mets thing where it started as something completely unrelated. It was like yeah, was strep, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is ridiculous. It's a week ago, and I legit have already lost track of the myriad layers this ridiculousness has contained. But as I recall, first it was strep, and then it was. Jacob Degrom's elbow might explode, and then it was, no, 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 he's really fine. It's just, just again, you're saying abundance of precaution, and then it was, then it was, oh no, he's out throwing like in the rain or whatever, and then in full
2: uniform like four yeah,
0: hours like, before he might not, He might not need an MRI, and then and then I he got one. Step, yeah, I missed yeah. the step where they even decided to get him one. It was just like, oh, by the way last week or like yesterday jacob de got an mri and it was clean so lol. Well, but then still um it's a clean mri anything about
1: activating him
0: i have not heard that have well, you heard the
1: that? is still friday friday okay. friday yeah
2: they like well but they, it's that... supposed
1: to rain yet again oh good lord every said... start of his it's rained
2: they said that um, like Friday is when he is first eligible to come off the injured list, and the Mets say they plan for him to spend the minimum amount of time on the injured list. So therefore, one infers that Friday is the planned start. However, Well,
0: I'm going on Sunday to celebrate my first birthday, so um, we will have to do an, a quick a potter date. But also, yes. I think the polite thing to do would be for them to activate him for sunday's game
1: I'm just i saying. absolutely agree
2: i am on board with that plan a hundred percent as much as i support my co-hosts i am the friday recapper for amazing avenue so <laughs> i i would re- be really happy if friday was the plan because then my recap night would be a degrom start but you know oh, didn't you get vargas last time oh i sure did but oh, yeah, they, wow. but they won but they won. Okay. Oh, right. Okay.
0: That was like Alterna Vargas, who was still not all that good. No, it was no. four innings. He was getting hit
2: hard. <laughs> it was four innings, but they won anyway. And that kind of, you know, is a seamless transition to the other thing that we, you know, want to talk about, which is the fact that none of our pitchers, although, you know, Zach Wheeler's currently going okay. Knock on wood. Um, as, as we this. Is this is now
0: called the, the a podcast of zach wheeler's own because he has earned it with um a (laughs) lot i mean i'm not gonna rattle down his list of current accomplishments but it
2: has been it's been a day hashtag pitchers who rake yeah we on a pot of their own are anti-designated hitter so um anyway genetically so too Yes, unapologetically anti-designated hitter. Um, But, you know, knock on wood, Zach Wheeler's going pretty well right now as we record this on uh, Tuesday night, April 23rd. Um, And Stephen Matz did pretty well the night before, but, you know, before that, our pitchers had been struggling to go deep into games, including Vargas, including, you know, uh, guys who were pitching in DeGrom's stead that shouldn't be pitching. And, you know, the Corey Oswalt's Chris Flexins of the world, etc. Uh, uh, the last Steven Matstar he got bonked after after not recording an out so the bullpen has been exceedingly taxed and so the Mets have had to cycle through the carousel of guys from last season that we know are ineffective and we constantly have to deal with having a short bench because we're always needing the extra pitcher and I that's think been this is an the
0: issue. first time in like a week and a half that they've actually had a full contingent of bench players they don't you know, even, because mistaken. Ahmed
2: Rosario is still sick <laughs> Oh wait, well, and
1: and Nimbo left the game.
2: And Nimble left the game.
0: (laughs) All right. Let me just kidding. Four hours ago.
1: (laughs) Before the game started. (laughs) Well look,
0: I mean, we can't go around and expect a major league team to actually take care of its players in any kind of reasonable fashion. So this is but they they finally had a you know quote correct number of roster spots. For their position players because they've right. had to carry an extra pitcher for so long now. It's been like the the flexing go round of, you know, whoever has a sub four ERA in AAA is you're up next. So it's, yeah, it, it has been a, it's been a nasty bench situation for a while. And certainly if they're carrying around a semi-injured Nimmo for God knows how long, that will probably not change.
2: It'll be, so it'll be, they won't put, he won't play for two days. They won't put him on the injured list. He'll take a pinch hitting appearance and then he'll go on the injured list so they can't backdate it. That is the Mets way. Of course.
1: And also there's still that sickness going around. Like now apparently Syndergaard was sick too.
2: Yeah. What the heck? Like the Mets have the plague this year. Last year was hand, foot and mouth disease. And this year they have Wash your hands, people. And keep your hands away from your face. Good lord. This year they have like plague strep throat. <laughs> like. I uh, strep
1: throat that won't die. Yeah.
2: Like and it's been. Strep such throat a- should not be
0: traveling like wildfire among adults. I have to say like seriously these guys are not washing their hands. Wash your hands, and
2: for this, this is long strep.
0: too. It's not like
2: measles or something. Just wash your hands. It's not like one week there were three guys sick, and then it went away. It's been like a new guy every week for like a month. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> like was since
2: spring, yeah, because it was like nimmo was sick, not just with the chicken mysteries, not just that he was like actually also sick. Besides that, if I recall, like late yeah. in spring. Um, and then it was Seth Lugo, or as I was calling it at the time, Seth Flugo. And then and they kept pitching him anyway. And then it was Justin Wilson. And then it was DeGrom. And now it's Sid And Rosario. And Ahmed Rosario. Yep. Cool. Cool, 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 guys. Wash your damn
1: hands. And they all played while they were sick. Yep. men definitely them. did. Wilson, I think, definitely did. DeGrom definitely did. They all got their little streppy droplets all over the ball.
2: Ah, uh, gross. Ugh. And yeah, and they're constantly like blowing into their hands and then uh, touching the ball. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> Oh, gross.
1: Yeah. And there's everybody in the crowd like fighting over the germy balls.
0: <laughs> like, I yeah. have a two year old and a four year old, both of whom are in all day preschool daycare situations, and I don't get sick as much as the Mets find a way to. Like, yeah. Jeepers, guys, come on. Take some vitamin C. <laughs> yeah. Get some sun. This is. This is embarrassing.
1: It's embarrassing, guys. Come on. All right, get it
2: together. And they're like they're on the bus and they're in close quarters and, like, like for for once. I mean, not to say we have no injuries. Like we have had injuries. Todd Frazier's finally back. Jed Lowry remains on the injured list, and it seems like his recovery is going slower than people anticipated. Although he is supposed to begin rehab assignments in like two weeks, I think. Um, Justin
0: Wilson has some sort of a random tweak that just feels like that kind of thing where he's going to come back in like late August.
2: Yeah. Even though it's
0: like, like, oh, it's absolutely nothing. He'll be on for the minimum. No, no, no. We will, by the time we see him again, we will have forgotten that he was on the
1: Mets. Oh, he's this year's
2: swore, Zach, no doubt. Yeah, like, the, the Mets are confident he'll spend the minimum on the injured list. And then it's like three weeks later, and one of the beat writers is like, isn't Justin Wilson on the Mets? And then the Mets will be like, oh, and let's talk about Robinson Cano's hot streak. And they just ignore it and pretend that that never happened. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, you know, so right now the latest carousel of relief pitchers that's up is, uh, in case you're keeping track at home, kids, it's Daniel Zamora is currently on the team, and so is Paul Seawald. Um, no, Paul Seawald just no, down. down yeah. See, see, I can't even keep track. It's Jacob Reim. Reim. It's yeah. Jacob Reim. I remembered I...
0: Reim. Zamora was, was news to me. And I, like, I sit here and I read Twitter all day, every day as a life. And yet I could not even have told you, gun to my head, that Daniel Zamora is on this team right now. He sure is. And is
1: Flexen
2: back down? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because was he the move for Frazier? Yes. Okay. I thought so. He I was. Think. He was part of all of those moves because Frazier got activated at the same time. Flexen and Seawald both went down. Giorme came up as well because they didn't have a shortstop because Ahmed Rosario was sick. So those were like the, the, all the moves. Yes.
0: And so. that's what brought the the bench back to its.
2: Standard Current state, size. yes, and, yes, and Jacob Raim somehow survived all of this, which is perplexing to me. I mean, it' not that it really matters. It's with all of these relievers, it's kind of six and one, one half does in the other at this point. But I would have kept seawald and sent rain down personally yeah. because a at least seawald is effective like one out of every three times he pitches and b i think that he has more of a capability to go multiple innings in a in an outing than rain does and that's kind of what we need to prioritize in this bullpen but you know like i said kind of splitting hairs at this point with the back end of this bullpen like you know um
1: and but, if we had starting pitching, you wouldn't have to rely on. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> All like right. Well, your... I want
0: front I end of the bullpen. Did say last week that it probably wasn't going to get too much worse than it already was, and it hasn't really. No, it's you know oh, it's we've gotten now two reasonable starts in a row, and
1: Syndergaard probably oh, would oh, have been Ty. fine if he didn't have the death plague. Sorry. What happened? You- Todd might have just hit a grand. Yep, grand slam, Todd. Oh, in play, That's no like, outs. In so play, no outs. And play, runs. <laughs>
0: there we go. Um, I always say, I, I always exciting. love it on a like on kind of an emotional level when, if especially if you're a position player and the guy in front of you gets intentionally walked, that has got to sting. Yeah. That has got to just just not sit right. And so I always appreciate when that guy gets to do something because oh, like so man you embarrassed him that's not that's not cool
1: like i'm gonna make you pay for that yep yep it's and great. he did and, you can't wait to go
2: todd up that trade value <laughs> right there he is my man my new jersey <laughs> man um, oh, is Todd Fraser
0: from New Jersey?
2: Oh, really? I, I, this is this is news breaking news, um, exclusive news from a pod of their own. Todd Frazier is from New Jersey. Wow. Um, hashtag exclusive. Hashtag exclusive. Hashtag breaking. Um, <laughs> so as we were saying, kind of lost the thread as we were saying, you know, oh, you know, the bullpen wouldn't be so taxed if there were better starting pitching available that we can turn to. Hmm, I wonder who's a free agent right now that the Mets could sign for very cheap. It's Gio Gonzalez, who the Mets are, as of today, Anthony Decomo tweeted that the Mets are, quote, skeptical of Gio Gonzalez, <laughs> which is like... Yeah, they're like, doing that thing where are they express God
0: me? the absolute bare minimum of interest in an available player. And there's just not a chance in how they're actually going to sign him. But, like, why? Like, like, what is the reason to not go out? Like, I'm sorry. Jason Vargas is not a good baseball player. Like, he is just, huh, uh, If you need to have him in your bullpen or whatever, if you absolutely cannot eat that money, okay. But I don't know how you can look at that guy and expect him to do anything other than give you, at best, Four mediocre
1: innings every five days. It's just, it's crazy. Like, our own Chris tweeted, like, well, I'm skeptical about the Mets' seriousness about trying to win. Like, Boy, howdy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jason, I, I think Gio Gonzalez is, what, like three years younger than Jason Vargas, too? Like, there, the upside is still there with him, okay? He might not be, you know, Jake DeGrom, but you're not asking him to be. You're asking him to be the fifth starter, or... It's all. And Gio
0: Gonzalez has also been basically a major league average pitcher every year for like a decade. And that is not, that's not like a sexy qualification, but it's really hard to be a major league average pitcher. And to be able to do that consistently, it's wild that he's not on a baseball team right now. Like, and he
2: never be injured while doing it. He has basically yeah. never been injured. And, like, Lord knows. I mean, don't worry. The Mets will take care of that. <laughs> but Lord knows that is something the Mets could use, simple durability in the rotation. We have many injury questions in this rotation. I, like, we've already seen it a little bit. Like, we've gotten lucky and we've, like, just, like we've escaped the worst of it. So far, it's just but such an easy upgrade. It's, it's right there. Very simple, and like the fact that the fact that it's so simple, and the fact that it's so obvious to so many people, including the Mets, mind you. Trust me, they know it's obvious. Um, there is no explanation to me that makes sense other than Jason Vargas is a CAA client. This is where I these saw that earlier. But now so is Gio Gonzalez. Yes, yeah, so is Gio Gonzalez now. But the thing is is Brody Van Wagenen negotiated Jason Vargas's contract. Guess who else's contract he negotiated? Todd Frazier's. Now I like Todd Frazier, like we said, we're very pro Todd Frazier on this podcast, we're happy about him, and he just hit a grand slam, so you know, I'm not trying to like say he's not a useful piece for this team, because he absolutely is, he makes the team deeper and he makes the team better, but guess why he is automatically installed as the everyday starting third baseman without question? You know, <laughs> these are things to keep an eye on. I'm not saying it's, like, absolutely true that this is why these things are happening, but it's suspicious is what I'm going to say.
1: Because, like, why is this the one thing they're being picky about? Like, last year they had no problem picking up Joey Bats and Chris Beck, but now you're being picky about Gio Gonzalez, who can actually help you way more than those guys could, and, like, you basically weren't competing last year, and you were okay picking up Jose Bautista and Austin Jackson. But now you're well, saying they you're also competing? cost
0: them the minimum, and yeah, I don't yeah. think Gio is going to cost the minimum because other teams are interested because he's, he's a helpful. good pitcher to have. Like that's just it's and the argument has been made with um with some of the guys who are still available as free agents right now that they won't be ready in time. Gio has been playing in professional games all season. Like mm-hmm. he's he's gonna need like maybe you throw him one sincere Syracuse just to tune him up but like maybe not even that it's I don't know it is just wild to me that the Mets are like mm,
2: nah shrug and to use the word skeptical is like like what it like you they need to explain to me what exactly they are skeptical of but like are you skeptical of his last year's performance are you skeptical of his spring training success expanded spring training success that he had he was rough in the early going but he wasn't ready and then once he you know got into the swing of things he was fairly good like but the thing is is like what is there to be skeptical of these are pretty much his career norms that he put up last year I don't understand like
0: yeah this is like he's not he's not an ace but he's always been this like middle of the road like 180 innings Three eight four two kind of ERA guy, like two WAR year in and year out, and that's that's fine.
2: That's, that's very fine for yeah, the fifth. Yeah, that would be position. wonderful. Andy's if the Mets, yeah, like what what is there to be skeptical of exactly? We we have a pretty large sample size of Gio Gonzalez at this point, and he's been in the Mets division for many years. We know what he is. And I mean, I'm not and I'm not going to use his city field ERA no. as like evidence. That's nonsense. Yeah, that's kind but of ridiculous. but we know exactly what Gio Gonzalez is. So I just don't understand using the word skeptical to describe it. Like, what are you skeptical of? Someone needs to explain this to me. Yeah, you should pre- show
1: your work, Mets, on that one. Yeah,
2: like, I want to know, what like, obviously, they're not going to tell us, but I want to know what their internal metrics are telling them that, like, the publicly available data is not telling It's
0: us. the dollar sign. Very skeptical of the dollar uh, sign. It's so statistic, statistic sign. that is it's questionable for them. Well, it's <laughs> like they, they said before, I think we were talking more about Kimberl at the time, but, like, they were saying that, you know, if they they were to make a, an addition now, they might not be able to in the middle of the season. And it's like, well, what would be better? An upgrade for three months or an upgrade for five months? Like,
1: yeah, what are you... What are you saving for? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, and do you want to be out of it by July? Like, there's no guarantees you're even gonna be like. We saw last week. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Degrom got hurt, and you're stuck with Vargas and Flex and back to back. So you're lucky Vargas squeaked out a win, or else that would have been a complete disaster last weekend. And if
0: you're sitting around until the trade deadline, then not only are you paying money, but you're also paying prospects. Prospects.
2: Yep. And they spent uh, and they spent time talking about Ioannis Cespedes as the ultimate <laughs> trade deadline acquisition for when he comes back. So if you're really viewing it that way, you're already getting that anyway. So <laughs> what do you need additional upgrades for when you can just do them now? Like, oh, don't insane. worry, there
0: will not be additional upgrades.
2: <laughs> yeah, like good lord, and like yeah, they say this stuff and then they're not going to do this now, and then they're and then it's going to come July and they'll maybe be like two games out or whatever. I hope that they're two games out in July. That would be great. Um, <laughs> I, and then they're two games out or whatever. And, like, they're like, eh, we don't have... Like, like we don't have the payroll flexibility. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: and also, like, everybody... we mentioned this another time. Everybody has the same issue. Like, yeah. the Phillies have issues. The Braves have issues. The Nationals have issues. And the Nationals might have bigger issues if Scherzer's hurt. But... Like, we just the, lit so up you Zach put, Eflin. Like, yes, <laughs> You can put yourself miles ahead by just making one simple move like it's just it's so frustrating sometimes being a fan of this team because you just feel like banging your head against the wall because it's the same thing over and over
2: and like yeah and they like and they had the chance to do this all offseason and they screwed up by not making the one last obvious move that it would Mm. have taken to make this a complete roster but now they even have it handed to them on a silver platter that they can still make that move on April 23rd and they will not and it's infuriating (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, when, how often do you get a second chance? And don't. And they're getting one, and they're still not pouncing on it. Yeah. Wilmer Flores begs to disagree, but okay.
2: <laughs> oh, Wilmer. Oh, man. That, that was right in the heart. Damn. that was. Man. That damn. That cut deep. That
1: cut deep. It did. <laughs> oh, Harper just popped up to the catcher. <laughs> oh, it's a oh. shame. Oh, hate so sad. You hate to see it. see
2: it. Hate to see it. Um... All right. Anyway, um, when we come back, that uh, we will talk about um, our baseball segment for the week, which can be summarized best as why doesn't Major League Baseball want us to watch baseball. So stay tuned for that when we get back. And we're back. Uh, Now we're going to talk about um, various issues with access to content, baseball content, uh, which can be best summarized, like I said, going into the break. Why doesn't Major League Baseball want us to watch baseball? Um, I want
1: to watch baseball. Do you want to watch watch baseball? Yeah, I'm watching baseball currently. Well, that kind of kills our argument, Linda. so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't have MLB.tv.
0: I was going to say, well, Linda happens and to live... why would you when you can't watch any of your own
2: team? <laughs> Linda happens to live in the viewing area of SNY. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if she had MLB.tv, she would be blacked out of her favorite baseball team. I happen to live not in the viewing area of SNY. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so I watch all my Mets games via MLB.tv. Um... However, I am blacked out of two baseball teams. I am blacked out of both the Orioles and the Nationals, which is very frustrating because the Nationals are in division. So I am blacked out of 19 or so games a year, which included for me this year, both opening day and the home opener. I was blacked out of both of those. And as a diehard fan, that's really frustrating to me because the Masson booth is terrible, <laughs> like <laughs> the worst in baseball. And I, I can't. I, that's a whole side tangent I'm not going to go into on this podcast. But suffice it to say that, you know, the the whole idea is that you can watch, you know, the teams that you're blacked out of on Cable packages, but actually, that's not always true. For me, for example, because the Orioles and the Nationals have, you know, a very complicated relationship with the Masson TV network, that would also take a whole pod to explain. That I'm not going to explain. Um, you, there are two channels. There's Masson and Masson Two. Whatever team is home at any given time is the team that's on Masson. In order to get both Masson and Masson 2, you have to have, like, an upgraded cable package. So I have an entirely upgraded cable package just to watch Nationals games because I'm blacked out of them. Do you know how much money that costs me? It's an absurd amount of money, and it's really dumb, and I'm dumb to pay it, but I do because I'm a shill. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... and
0: um, long- Los Angeles had a similar problem for a while that I think is finally resolved. But as I recall, there were actually many games that just were not available for them on cable at all. Yes. And and there's also... so And that's all... This is all very regional. Like, not that I'm saying it's good that a high-quality and expensive video streaming product is not available for one's home teams, but at least... You live in Baltimore, you cannot watch Baltimore games or DC games that are like 20 minutes away. But then you have places like Iowa. What baseball team is in Iowa, you might ask? And the answer is none. And yet somehow they find a way to black out, what was it, 35% of the games, I believe was the number? It's like five
2: teams that are blacked out.
0: And Vegas, too, is another one that blacks out, like, a ridiculous quantity of games. And it's just, like, poor suckers in Iowa sitting there and, like, not able to watch whose
2: who's games probably all I of have, the, the Chicago I have the list here for you. Okay. So it's it's both Chicago teams, so it's the Cubs and the White Sox, it's St. Uh-huh. Louis, so it's the Cardinals, it is the Kansas City Royals, the Minnesota Twins and the Milwaukee Brewers. So those are that all a teams lot of teams. That, that people is. in Iowa cannot watch. If I am a person that lives in Iowa, why in the heck would I ever buy TV? The answer it is wouldn't I would not. It. Yeah, it's a waste. <laughs> It's a total waste of money to buy that when you're blacked out of five teams. And Southern Nevada, which is, includes Las Vegas, is the second worst, you know, region. And they also are blacked out of five teams, which is the San Diego Padres, um, the Los Angeles Angels, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Oakland A's, the San Francisco Giants, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And it's crazy because, like I said, there's all, it, this is a really good package that they have.
0: Like, MLB TV is awesome. It's Sexually really, really like. I, I have had it, you know, with the blackouts. I don't have it now because I cannot afford to have this awesome thing around to watch old Mets games and um, and other teams' games without actual, like, new live Mets games. But, like, it's a really well-designed system. I always had really good picture quality. Like, it's, it's a good product, and I would be so happy to get to give them my money instead of paying like basically triple for hulu live which is still half of what it would be if i was getting cable
2: yeah yeah and i mean there there are a couple of you know reasonable that uh, reasonable solutions that aren't you know give people free access to their home teams in MLB.TV in their viewing areas and remove all blackout restrictions which would be the ideal but let's be pragmatic about this that's not going to happen because the cable companies pay Major League Baseball for this and the the networks pay to have their you know exclusivity on there so it's never there's too much money involved it's never going to happen but there are a couple of solutions that would be like practical but but they're still never going to do them, which is, A, you could slowly pare down the radius of the each team's territory, right? Like, you don't have to have Iowa that has all five of these teams that you can't watch. You can slowly, like, s- like narrow the circle so that it's just, you know, really the fans of that team only. Like, for me, it would be just the Orioles. And I actually wouldn't be blacked out of D.C. because that's an hour away or whatever. Um, you know that's one solution that they're not going to do. Another solution, which was um you know, proposed by um Jeremy Frank, who runs MLB Random stats. He tweeted this. He tweeted at a table, and that's where I was reading the blackout teams from. So credit to him for that. Um he basically like tweeted out a table with all of the you know regions that have like three or more teams that they're blacked out of and the percentage of games they are blacked out of in total and he adjusted the price of mlb.tv accordingly. So mlb.tv is $120 a season which is actually a pretty good deal if you think about it. If you get all the games, it's actually yeah. a pretty good deal because you know you're getting uh, 162 games times the number of teams there are, but minus the number of teams that you're blacked out of. So he adjusted the price based on the percentage of games that people are blacked out of. So for example, Iowa, which is the most egregious example of this, is blacked out of 35% of the games. Therefore, the fair price of MLB.tv for Iowa would be $77.62. Well, which could is also... a big difference. Yes. And they could do
1: it the other way
0: around where You know, you could have your standard MLB TV exactly as it currently is for $120 a season. You could have, like, I don't know, call it, like, MLB TV Gold, and it's $200 a season, and it includes includes non-blacked-out games. Like, it's... The thing that they're losing here is the young viewers who Mm -hmm. increasingly don't have cable, because cable is bullshit, um, and want to watch their baseball team the way to get them engaged with the game is to give them a way to watch it that fits their
1: lifestyle right like even iowa for example too who don't have a baseball team. Like, how are you going to attract them to the game if you can't even... if they can't even watch it? If they can't watch the game. So, like, you know, Iowa, Las Vegas, those both don't have... although I can totally see baseball eventually getting a Las Vegas team, but those are also markets... Have another that, one blacked out. Yeah, and those are still markets that you need to serve, and you're making it ridiculously hard for them to even get access to the game. So, how are you growing the game if... A lot of your audience can't even watch the games.
0: And it's not the only way no. they are stifling growing the game.
2: Right. And, you know, like like you said, Maggie, for young people who increasingly don't have cable, like, I could easily cut cable, like, I could probably cut the cord tomorrow if it wasn't for baseball. That's, like, half the reason I keep cable around, is to have stupid Nationals games. It's That's stupid. why I kept...
0: Cable around for years, and the only reason I stopped it is because childcare costs rent, kind of money. So it's you know yeah I mean, it was you have that sort eat for the month, but like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's
2: it is a make or break for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally is. And speaking of things that young people might be interested in, that MLB is increasingly, you know getting rid of is they're restricting access not only to the game itself but to minor league video and to highlights as well major league highlights so they forced minor league baseball forced baseball america to take down their minor league content um video content and you know that is getting not getting to see the next generation of exciting prospects—the Vlad Guerrero Juniors, the Fernando Tatises, the you know, you know, the Juan Sotos. Like not getting to see those guys as prospects is certainly one way to not drop interest in the game. Like well, and they were even,
0: for a while, they were going to limit um, minor league teams from sharing their own team's videos and they did walk that back yeah. after the initial announcement, but it's still the implication is that there are going to be some pretty serious limitations on when and how they do that.
1: Well, and it also annoys me because they have this whole marketing campaign of let the kids play, and yet the actual kids you can't see play. <laughs> like, this is your next generation of baseball players coming through who could be very exciting, yet we have no clue if they are, if they aren't. Who are these people? Are, do Should we look out for them in a couple years? I don't know. You're not, like, unless we can make money off them, we don't care. Like, just let the kids who are... Who make us money? Play is basically what they're saying.
2: And there's well, the so many. They, sorry, go ahead. And there are so many prospect evaluators out there and you know prospect writers that work so hard to bring mm-hmm. you know bring these reports to us of prospects and it would be great if we could have the video content to go along with it to actually see with our eyeballs what they're telling us and it would make their jobs a lot easier too and they and it's it's you know wreaking havoc on their ability to do their job and there are a lot of young sort of folks in uh, college age, age folks who would be you know huge baseball fanatics and would be you know emerging stat heads, emerging front office hopefuls, emerging prospect writing hopefuls, who would kill for this sort of content, now they can't get it.
1: Like, this isn't the dark ages, like, this isn't 1980s, when the you couldn't, the technology wasn't there. Like, I want to see Andres Jimenez, I want to see Ronnie Mauricio, I want to see who's coming up in the pipeline, who could be exciting. Like, yes, well, I love the team where they are now, but at the same time, you know, help connect me to who these younger guys are well what makes me scratch my head
0: and wonder like who is in the marketing department There um, is the way they treat this content like competition like yeah. if people are yeah. watching minor league highlights then they must not then they're doing that instead of paying money to go to minor league games and the the Comparison that I drew to kind of illustrate why this is stupid is imagine, if you will, a pizza restaurant that decides to lobby against a recreational marijuana bill because they are worried that their customers will spend money on weed instead of pizza.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When really...
0: That is what MLB is doing. It's (laughs) not that people won't go to minor league games if they could see minor league highlights. They will go to
1: more More. minor Uh league games.
0: It is like literally a driver of their business and they are restricting access to it for no reason. For literally no reason.
2: Yep. And they, and it's not just minor league baseball and it's not just the blackouts either. Like MLB is extremely restrictive on use of their content. Like the instant, I mean, there are certain people that get away with it and other people that don't, but the, most of the time the instant you post a video or a, or a GIF on Twitter of like a major league baseball game, it gets cracked down immediately. Like that stuff gets taken down all the time. Um, and it's it's really frustrating because it's like you really care that much about somebody tweeting like a Bryce Harper bat flip or something like are you really going to care about that but they do well, and for a while you could not
0: excuse it necessarily but at least what they did do was they had a well staffed video department and they put mm-hmm. together a really comprehensive website uh, website full of lots and lots and lots of good quality highlight clips that you could tap into that were tagged and searchable. Then they went out and they fired the vast majority of their advanced media group, which is crazy because this is the exact group that made them the tons and tons of money they've been spitting around for the last couple of years. But like, okay, fire all of your video guys. Like that's a great plan. And they gutted the website and everybody who pays attention to this kind of thing has noticed that this year there are fewer and worse quality videos available
1: and that's assuming that you can even find them because you can't search them anymore yes i have a perfect example of this i was doing my season preview for pete alonso and in it i wanted to link to the massive home run he hit against the red Sox because it was amazing so i go to the website i'm like there's no search bar where the search bar goes. So I thought it was me. I'm like, did my computer do something funny? Why can't did I my find my browser? This? Yeah, is it my browser? Should I really yeah. <laughs> like, I our, you know? Did find I offend a... the internet? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you hate me, internet? So, like, so then eventually, a couple days later, I saw an awful announcing article saying that MLB did away with the search bar and that, oh, it's a work in progress. Like, they were going to, they're in re- those they're in the process of redoing it i haven't looked recently but i don't know if it's back
2: my understanding is that it is back because i recently tried to find so someone was asking about i only know this because someone was asking the other day about um like you know the the bad call on the canoe hit by pitch when the umpire said it was a swing so someone was asking me about it and so i wanted to link the actual video so they could look at it for themselves so i went into the website to try to find it and i was able to find it so the search bar is back However, my like brief experience was that it seems to be only searchable by player now so like I like know. I went to search Robinson Cano and it like auto-filled like a player autofill and then it like came up with like all Robinson Cano highlights and I had to find that one specifically so that seemed to be the method that they're using which I guess is like better than nothing but like yeah I still want to be able to search like actual words too
1: <laughs> but like well, for like my season preview like that was is a prospect that maybe not everybody was familiar with, and, like, that's free marketing for you. Like, I I could have drummed up some excitement about this player that not everybody might not have known about, and yet now you just extremely limited my ability to market your product for free, basically. Like,
0: the content is there, and yeah, at least until they decimated their video department, it was really good, and a lot of it is still really good, but I just... They just cannot get out of their own way on this this video thing and I don't I don't know you like fine move the move the mound back six six inches that'll get everybody watching baseball but don't let them post
1: gifs oh no oh god the horror yeah or have the pitcher only face three batters but no we but Iowa still can't watch games
2: yeah it's like the lack of self-awareness is astounding it's like you know they're so like they so have their like heads up their own butts about pace of play that they don't understand that there are so many people that are blacked out of any of their content. It's like, oh, you can only watch our content on our platform, but also you're blacked out of it, and also our platform sucks now. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh, cool.
2: <laughs> and it's oh, like cool. they
1: have the MLB Twitter hitter or something that they're trying this year where you can watch, like, a certain hitter every day that you can vote on beforehand. So they know people are getting their content from Twitter, but yet you can't post videos to Twitter unless they own it. Like, you're getting free... This is what drives me crazy, is you're getting free marketing if people retweet, like, a a clip. Like, how else are people going to be excited about your sport if they can't see it on all your different platforms?
2: Right, and they have the self-awareness to do the Let the Kids Play campaign, which is really good. Like, it's a, a really good ad campaign. Keep doing it. But then they do stuff like this, and then they, like... You know when the kids are trying to play, and when, when Pitching Ninja tries to post awesome gifts of all the pitchers, then they like suspend his account for a while, which is a thing that happened, and he had to be like, "Hey, reinstated." <laughs> and See, I and think
1: it's McCullers had to go to bat for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like there were pitchers that were like, "Hey, can you bring Pitching Ninja back? He's like pretty cool and actually good for <laughs> baseball." Like, hey help and like finally pitching ninjas back now and seems to be fine for now but like this is the type of stuff it's like it's so frustrating it's like they know that there's like errors They know that it's like, oh, we need to get young kids into the game. We need to get young kids into the game. And then they do it wrong in, like, every respect possible. (laughs) Like, oh, God. Like,
1: you just do the opposite of what you're doing now and it'll be fine. Right. Manfred
0: is listening right now and he says, I get it. So what you guys want is an 800 number you can call into and get live (laughs) updates on the scores. Check.
2: Got it, got it. We will send you updates by fax. Got it. And the that's National what, League will have the DH on top of it. That's what the kids are doing these days. Faxing each other, right?
0: Um, <laughs> like, now I'm kind of actually curious, and I feel like maybe I would do that just for fun. <laughs> like, just sign up for a fax update, like, just for, like, like, one of those people who buys, like, an 8-track just to kind of be an asshole. <laughs> <I feel laughs> that with the with the mlb faxes like sure why not
2: yo mlb faxes i'm into it
0: f <laughs> facts no, yeah We need to workshop that one
2: yeah, yeah. all right we're, we're we're trademarking that for future use though just in case pitch f facts pitch facts <laughs> okay that's that's the thing um anyway uh we will now finish our show well not quite finish we have one surprise for you at the end but um almost wrap up our show, the pen ultimate segment, um, we will have walk-off wins, uh, which we do every week, where each of us talks about what's making us happy this week. So, Linda, what is your walk-off win for this week?
1: Um, my walk-off win for this week is the beautiful spring weather that we've finally been having, because mm. the past few years, I feel like it's gone from winter right into summer, which, I, I like spring, I like fall, I like when you can go outside with just a light jacket or, you know, you can sleep with the windows open and it's not humid and it's not muggy. Like, this is perfect baseball weather. Like, this is what I picture when I go to City Field. And like in miscongeniality, they said the perfect date was april 25th because it's not too hot and it's not too cold all you need is a light jacket and if some of you are listening to this on april 25th you'll know what i'm talking
0: about (laughs) happy miss congeniality day to some of you
1: yeah so in the future even since we're recording this on the 23rd on the 25th yes happy miss congeniality day so, the, then plus, it just puts you in a good mood. It's sunny. The birds are chirping. You smell the flowers. I'm a very big spring person. I might get in trouble by saying I don't really like summer that much because it's too hot. But, yes, this warm weather is making me very happy right now.
2: I walked to work, and it was great. I was wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and I was very comfortable. It was.
0: I took a walk this afternoon just... Just because I
1: could. Yeah, just to do it. It's fun. And right. please don't go away, spring. I don't want... Um, don't rush summer. I'm, I'm fine. I'm very happy right now.
2: <laughs> Maggie, what is your walk-off win for this week?
0: Um, my walk-off win is Michael Conforto looking healthy and killing it. He um, he got another two hits tonight, I see. Yeah, but, he did. Um, but he... So he's my, he's my son's favorite player, Oh, and it was choice. so exciting in 2017 and his arm freaking popped out of the socket mid swing and mm-hmm. like a freak crazy injury. And for him to come back from that last year was amazing. But then it was also kind of frustrating that he didn't really start to get in the groove until later in the season, which like you can kind of understand because his arm popped out of the socket, like it, um, and just like tore out of the socket. It's the craziest thing. Uh, um, but so to have him this season just absolutely killing it uh it's just so much fun to see he has a beautiful swing he's a great athlete um I have a piece uh that should be by the time this podcast drops imminently or already posted on amazing avenue about just how good his game is in every way and it's just he's such a pleasure to watch we are very lucky to have him oh yeah for sure
2: amen Love me some Scooter. And a lot of people said before this season that he was primed for a breakout. A lot of people were talking about it on Amazing Avenue and elsewhere. Um, And it's good that all of us that were, you know, excited and anticipating and noticing a lot of these trends in, um, in his data at the end of last season were anticipating a big year from him. It's good to see that pay dividends so far for him. I'm really excited. I think he's going to have a super good year. If if trends continue, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um,
0: you will find in my post on Amazing Avenue that there are no red flags for aggression, so.
2: Nice. Hell yeah. Well, well, I'm looking forward to that. Scoot, scoot. Keep on scooting. That's what I say. Um, So my walk-off win for this week um, is the fact that recently um, The Athletic announced that they will be carrying expanded women's soccer coverage. I am so pumped about that. So... For those of you that don't know, um, I'm obviously baseball is my primary sport and the Mets are my primary team, um, but the only other sport I even care like remotely about um, is soccer, and specifically women's soccer. Um, so that's the sport I actually play. I never really played, I played one season of softball and I was terrible and I quit very early on. So I'm not, I am not a ball player um, from the baseball, softball perspective, um, but I have been a soccer player my entire life um, from age four until currently where I, where I still play. So So I'm a big soccer fan as well, mostly women's soccer. I I dabble a little bit in men's soccer, but only really international. Like, I get really hyped about the World Cup and stuff and the Olympics and everything like that. But that's really all I care about. Um, But women's soccer I really love. And so The Athletic recently announced that they're expanding their women's soccer coverage. And it's really exciting to see. And, like, the... SB Nation recently got its own women's soccer site as well, a sister site of Amazing Avenue, one of the many SB Nation team sites. So it's just really exciting to see women's soccer finally get its due. I mean, I know that it's always had its like niche circle of like. Cult following respect um, amongst the fans of women's soccer since ever since the '99 um, World Cup where the women won. Those are those were my heroes growing up. I have a Mia Hamm jersey. Like those are the women I idolized, and it's really great to see. You know the coverage expanding for the athletic and finally getting its due. Um, I am so pumped for the upcoming Women's World Cup this summer. Um, So I don't know if you're familiar with women's soccer, but the U.S. won the World Cup um, last time around in 2015, um, which was, like, it was July 2015. So it was basically the best sports month of my entire life. (laughs) Like, looking back on that month, like, I think about how, like, happy I was and it's probably just like concentrated within a month of my life the happiest I've ever been just because the women won the World Cup in early July 2015 and then late July 2015 is when all the crazy Mets stuff happened um, that ultimately culminated in their run toward um, getting to the World Series so it was just a really really fun year for me and if 2019 unfolds similarly that would be so cool Um, so I'm really pumped that not only that the women's World Cup is coming, but that there's gonna be so much coverage and high quality coverage of it. Um, so that's my walk-off win for this week. Is really pumped about the Women's World Cup, loves love watching women's soccer, really excited that the World Cup is coming back around again. Hope that the US can defend their World Cup title. So that is my walk-off win for this week. Um finally, to wrap up the show this week, we have another giveaway. Hooray! We had one Yay! the very first show. Um And we have another one. So, Maggie, why don't you tell everyone about what the giveaway is this week?
0: So, I'm really excited about this one. And I think you will be, too. We have a Jacob deGrom Cy Young bobblehead. Fresh in the packaging. Untouched by human hands. (laughs) Um, And so, we are asking you guys, our loyal listeners, to do us a solid with this one. So, we're asking for your help in... Writing a review for us on iTunes. This will really help out the show a lot. It gets us, it gets us more attention. It gets us, gets us boosted up in the iTunes ratings. Um, so if you write us a review, what you then do is tweet us a screen cap of the review, and follow us on Twitter, and you will automatically be entered to win this amazing Jacob DeGrom Cy Young bobblehead. Um, I will also tweet these instructions, because I realize most of you did not necessarily grab a pen. But basically, go to iTunes, leave us a review, tweet us a photo of that review, and you will be under consideration for the random selection of Amazing Bobblehead. So, and we'll probably retweet some
1: of the good ones, too.
0: Yes, we will definitely... Anything with puns. We are big on puns.
1: We Creativity like puns. is welcome, yes.
2: And yeah, and keep in mind that when you go to write your iTunes review, all of the um, Amazing Avenue podcasts are under one subscription, one umbrella, Amazing Avenue Audio. So go to Amazing Avenue Audio, and that's where you'll be able to write your review. And if you have thoughts on the uh, other shows as well, we are happy to hear those too. because Which you should, because they're wonderful shows. Right. Yes. You should have thoughts on the other shows because um, we've worked really, really hard to expand our podcast content for this season for you guys, and we're really, really proud of what our fellow Mason Avenue folks have been able to put together with, with their shows. Chris and Brian still have their show going strong. We have the minor league podcast from Complex to Queens, which is fantastic. I learned like pretty much everything I need to know about Mets Prospects from them, and that keeps me updated because I am not the best at keeping updated on Mets Prospects, but they may make- sure i do every week and we have rob wolf doing unformidable every week about a a long forgotten met and those forays short forays into met's history are always really nice and nostalgic and it feels like a warm hug so all of the shows are just so fantastic um and you guys should check those out too um so leave us um a review on itunes at amazing avenue audio and follow us on twitter and you will be automatically entered to win a fantastic jacob degrom bobblehead um so that is um, this week's A Pot of Their Own. Um, tune in next week, and we will be in your podcast feeds once again next Wednesday. Let's go Mets, and don't forget, there is no crying in the audience.